back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins are now 29, 8, and 9. And guess where it has them, Rob? But first. First in the division? First in everything. First in everything except the league. The league. They're behind the Canucks. They're second in the National Hockey League. My name is Joe Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on, buddy? I got a cat on my shoulder. Nice, dude. I think we all do in a way, you know? Big true, big true. And I was just telling you, I just I enjoyed a nice Oreo snack. Uh, birthday cake Oreos, the best Oreo I've ever had. Birthday cake are the best ones Bir- you've ever birthday had. Birthday cake, oh yeah, big time. Just discover Oreos like today. I I will I will say other than just like regular double stuff, best like flavored <sighs> Oreo. Listen, listen, double stuff is like going to get a Big Mac. And you find out there's a new thing on the menu where they put a Big Mac on a Big Mac. It's like you already had it. You don't need more of that. It was perfect in every way. I hate that take. That might be my least favorite take I've ever heard from you. The double stuff Oreos. Are it sounds much? like something like I, I you'd hear like a Mormon talk about. It would be like, oh my, that's a little rich for my blood. And like I just the it's regular like dipping for me, the Oreos in chocolate or like dipping them in like frosting. Like I don't need that. Have you ever? They have like white fudge covered or it's all right. We haven't had an episode two weeks and we're just opening and talking about Oreos. So do you want to talk? Do you want, <laughs> we should save this for our Oreos? Yeah, uh, apologies. The Bruins, huh? How about the Bruins? Have apologies. They lost the games we so talked last. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, well, to be fair, I yeah, I, I, I was a little busy. I had stuff going on. Uh, I'll tell up, the, I'll tell the people it's my fault. But hey, I did get engaged, so it's her allegedly, fault. It's allegedly, it's her fault. She can hear me. I shouldn't be saying that. I love you so much. <laughs> Are hey. we? Have we confirmed your engagement? Yeah, no, card confirmed from source me. And she said yes. She didn't say no. All she right, said man. Yes. She said yes. I'll believe it when I see it, dude. Despite me asking her outside in the seaport on the water in zero degree weather. Yeah, we'll get to it at the end because I want to ask you about it because I have questions about the, the decision to do okay. it outside okay. in, in the water. But okay. that's neither here nor there at this moment. Okay. The Bruins haven't lost a game in a while. They've won five games they in a row. They uh, they're also averaging like 4.7 goals per game, I think it is, over their last five, which is the highest in the National Hockey League, obviously. Uh, now, here's the thing, Rob. Yes. We thought maybe they would get a little boost in the second half. What I'm trying to see here is when New Year's was. What is their record since New Year's? Do you I've have been looking... Handy? I've been looking at it since the holiday break because I yes. think that was really when things started to click for them. Uh, and since then, they are 10-1-3. and three. Yeah. That's about what I was expecting it to be. Not beforehand. I mean, like, right now as we were looking it up. I don't mean I expected them to go 10-1-3. and three. It's exactly what you predicted. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think at that time, we were talking about how they need that break, about how it was coming at a pretty good time because they were skidding heading into it. Uh, I don't know what their record right before it was, but I remember they lost about three of four, four of five. They weren't doing well. We'll put it that way. No. But yeah, uh, they a huge turnaround, and it's really up and down the lineup. Like there, there's enough for us to talk about just from like 
who has stepped up and who continues to be at the top of their game. I'm looking at you, David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. Uh, I guess I, I the one thing I'm on my mind that I kind of want to jump to now first is Jacob Lauko. Yeah, well deserving. So, yeah, so gets the promotion to the third line and immediately scores and is now had three points in his last three games. I feel like he looks the same, but he's just producing now, which may just be him being on the third line now. Um, whatever the case may be, I'm very happy to see it. And getting secondary scoring like that, getting depth scoring like that, it's been fantastic. Like you said, Bruins averaging five goals a game over the last five games with a lot of help of a nine to four shellacking of the Montreal Canadiens. I think it's, I mean, it's, <coughs> it's guys like him. You know, I, I, I think you're at a point in the careers of Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, whatever, that it's a problem if they're not regularly giving you the numbers that they've been giving you. It's guys like Lauko and uh, Freddie and Jake. Uh, it's the secondary scoring. I mean, when we talk about their offense not clicking, I, we are rarely talking about the top guys in general. It's it's a team, and it's also a game just across the league. It's a game where your secondary scoring is going to be the whole difference in your offense. And, I mean, it's, there's really nobody that I could – I mean, I guess like Potsy, like yeah. who's, who's kind of been through the ringer a little bit recently. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Uh, there's nobody really besides him that I can think of that I'm waiting to show up on the score sheet. No, that's exactly it. And it is a shame that Patra is kind of getting left out there. I, I think it was well represented by the Montreal game where they set a franchise record with 16 different skaters with a point. The only two skaters to not get a point that game were Patra and Derek Forbert. I was like, I mean, Forbert, I think that was his first game back or one of his first games back. And like you're not looking for really point production from Derek Forward. Like whenever yeah. you There's get one you go, forward nice. who didn't. That's like a better way to put it. Yeah. There's one forward who didn't. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And uh for me, more than probably the average Bruins fan, it, it hurts even more just because uh how much I want to see him producing and uh giving everybody a reason to continue to believe in him so much. Uh but he there's a lot going on there. I, I, I'm at odds with myself lately talking. I mean, we could just move into Matt Potter now. Um, let's talk about Potsy. You let's talk about him. Um, where I constantly have to remind myself and just say to myself, I'm like, I'm not an NHL head coach. I don't know. I do not know how to develop young talent. That's not in my mm -hmm. skill set. No one ever taught me that. Uh, but at the same time, I find myself very frustrated by the decisions that are being made about his load management and his ice time and where he slotted it in the lineup and how they're using him, and how much they're using him. Uh, for instance, so last game uh, against Winnipeg, he's on the fourth line, right wing. Don't love him in the wing. I get it. There's a lot of center depth right now. And if you want to play him, he, somebody has to move over. And right now he's the guy kind of not giving you a reason to keep him in that spot. So whatever. He did look a, a little tough in that right wing spot. Uh, a little lost at times. I, he says he's played it before. And people like to cite the precedent that uh, even Bergeron at that age was being put on the wing. So in terms of like development, it's not that big of a deal. 
but he played like 826, I think, like eight and a half minutes in that game. And then for this, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, shortly before the Carolina game, and he is out of the lineup this evening, being replaced by Oscar Steen. Uh, it being part of his load management that Monty doesn't like him playing both games of a back-to-back. And this is where that frustration comes in, where that seems so strange to me. And this isn't new. This has happened before. This is probably the, the second, third time that we've had this exact discussion about Potra getting sat out for one of the back-to-back games. I I, I don't... At a certain... Is this what it's going to be the whole season? Probably. Well, it, I don't love it, because... A lot of it, we're kind of reaching that time of year where you're you're looking at the playoffs now a bit more than you were even a month ago. Sure. And I have a hard time seeing how Potter's being handled and believing that he's going to get anything remotely significant in terms of like ice time once the playoffs come around. I think it's something he's going to have to earn. I think he's a guy who's shown you his ceiling and the team reciprocated. Uh, an acknowledgement of that ceiling by keeping him around, right? And saying, okay, you're obviously not supposed to be in the O. You're supposed to be here. But at the same time, because of you know the restrictions that come along with him, he's got to be up with the team. And uh, this is an old head take, but it's one that is, is hard to deny that the NHL is not a developmental league. It's not... You know, you, you get your bumps and bruises and you learn along the way, but it's not where you develop guys, and especially not if you're the Boston Bruins who are in pursuit of another president's trophy. So that's where uh, I think we're going to split because, like, I get it. Like, you have to keep him around. You have to keep him playing. You got to hope that that ceiling is reached again at a time when you most need it. But right now, it's like, what are you, are you supposed to give a guy who's struggling and is a teenager – you know, 17 minutes on the ice. Like it, it's, it's a tough predicament to be in and I'm sure he doesn't want to be there. He wants to earn it and whatever. And if anything, I guess I'm, I'm in the boat where I'm happy that he's not getting more put on him than needs to be like, imagine if he wasn't producing and he was getting 17 minutes a night, second line center. And he was still struggling this much, how much that would be hurting him. And who knows, maybe if he is in that position, that things are different and that he does get more looks and that, you know, his, his line mates help him out a little bit, but you're with a coach who's not really going to give you time to, uh, really gain any solid line chemistry with people. It's just not the way that this team is run. So would it really help him in the long run? I would argue probably not. Uh, everybody walks into a couple of points when they're put with top end guys, but that's not really what you want from him. You don't want him to stumble into points. You want him to, get back into you know the way that he was managing the game before his poise and control of the puck, his board battles, all that stuff, his, uh, his ability to find open ice, all the things that we've praised him for before. Those are not things that get represented on the score sheet. And I think that if you stick them up there, that's all you're really doing. You might be giving him some confidence for a little bit and I could see him doing that for a game or two, but realistically right now, as you're in pursuit and you are rolling and uh, you're, you know, giving yourself home ice for the playoffs. That's like really what you're playing for right now. It would be a weird time to do the developmental stuff and think like, oh, okay, well, we'll just give them time and let them learn on the fly. Like that's what you do when you're the Sharks right now. Like you give your young guys the shot. It 
it's a it's a shitty situation because I mean we were kind of unironically talking about um you know vote or uh, betting on him against Bedard. Um and that's obviously not the case. But um I think there's just been some truth to what everybody has said about like remember his age, remember where he's at in his development. He's just he's not going to constantly ride that ceiling that we saw. Nor do I really expect him to. Like you knew bumps and bruises would be coming along, sometimes quite literally with him, uh, which I do wonder how much of that factors in because he does get beat up more than anybody else on this team. Um, And to what you said about the NHL not really being a developmental league, um, I, I would agree with that. And But to that point, I would say if you think he still needs more developing before he is going to start finding that consistency in the NHL. I think you're doing him a disservice by keeping him here. If he would have the option to return to the OHL and play significantly more time and have a much bigger impact and play against or play on the higher line. I mean, the top line in the OHL doesn't even come close to the fourth line of the NHL, but I, I mean, just feel as though like we kept him that, up here to kind of not use him. That's kind of what it's starting to feel I mean, like. The counterpoint to that would be he did get a ton of ice time in World Juniors, and look what he did. Four points in four games. I don't have a problem with that. I I kind of was like Again, going in that. We're talking about well, yeah, if you're scoping out the score sheet, yes, because they played Latvia, and I think he got goal number ten. Of that game. So, yes, if you're watching the score sheet, yes, he was on it. Was he dominating the play the same way that we saw him do it yeah. in the NHL in the first couple of weeks of the season? No. I don't know. I, I just don't see an angle. I, it's either you think he's great and he should stay here, and therefore I think you should use him, or you think he's not ready yet or is not really staying close enough to his ceiling yet, and that's all the more reason to not keep him up here. But then, and then burn a year of his contract, send him back to the O for I no mean, reason. We already did burn a year of his contract. That that we're, we're past and not that. get anything out of him. I wouldn't say you didn't get anything out of it. I, I he had half a season in the NHL. That's pretty significant. But again, it's just I I think at his age he needs to be playing to develop. He needs to be playing, and he's not really playing. And that's justified because he's not always playing that well. But again, if that's the case, put him somewhere where he will be playing better. I don't know. I, I this I think, is again. I don't yeah. really know, but there's also a. I mean, yeah. There's also a school of thought that says having him around guys like Charlie Coyle and those you know top centers is good for him. Having him practice at NHL speed, having him see the play, the pace of play up here, realizing that you know he has a lot of patience with the puck, and if you put him in the OHL, he can he can play around as much as he wants. You know, he can stick handle through the through the neutral zone, no problem. He's not going to have that luxury up here. And that's that's another part of that counterpoint where it's like, okay, th- do you need him to just see and learn the limitations of his game here? You know, Even if it is an eight-minute spurts per game to recognize, yes, you're patient with the puck. Here's where that might hurt you. And here's the pace that we got to play at. And you got to be used to the physicality. Um, I don't know. I also just... I'm rooting for him to turn it around and to get more ice to earn that ice time. And I think it's beyond possible. I think it's, I think it's likely, I think come playoff time that he's pretty solidified on the third line. 
I would love that. I, I think that'd be great. Um, I and I will express my concern about him in the playoffs in terms of uh, his physical resilience and how easily knocked down he is and how easily injured he is at his size and age. And the Bruins have kind of developed a uh, a pattern of getting bullied out of the first round or bullied out of the playoffs because they don't have a physical edge to them nearly as much as a lot of other Atlantic teams do. And well, let's I, say, go ahead. Try go on. I was going to say, so if if he doesn't have the physical edge, then like a he his offensive like skill side needs to be like way overcompensating for that for him to be getting mm-hmm. significant ice time in the playoffs which right now it is not one upside to a jim montgomery team again is that if he does go down let's say you know game two he's just banged up and and can't go one there's a lot of depth in the organization two it's not like he's gonna have line chemistry that is all thrown off and throws off the whole game plan <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that throws off everything. I'm down because uh, you know because he's out of the lineup. Everything's shuffling all the time. So I don't know. There's only one way to see. It also depends on your um, on your opponent. You know, like yeah, Florida was was rough and tough. Radko Gudas kind of let that be known. But uh, there's other teams, brother. There's other teams, and when you only play four games, it's hard to get beat up. Am I right? Am I right? Because they're going to sweep their way to the cup. I'll Woo! say it. I'm not 16 afraid to say it. baby. 16 I know y'all are afraid. Have some faith, guys. Come on. What's the best uh, playoff record there's ever been? Do you know? Uh, I, that's a good question. I, I looked at Didn't we talk about this once? Fewest games to win the Stanley Cup? I have no idea. To win Stanley Cup in four rounds. Important. Yeah, that's the, four rounds important. Yeah. Very important. I don't care about 20, 18. 20 games, 16 and four. Yeah, that's, that's, pathetic. that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done that. Wait, is it 20? What website am I on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's ever gone 16 to no. Oh my God. The 87, 88 Oilers went 16 and two. There we go. That sounds about right. That's crazy. Who was Too on that sweet. team? Um, nobody big. I don't think. No, nobody that important. Uh, yeah. So th- I th- that's good for the Potter talk. It's it's a lot of we'll see. Like that. That's kind of a lot of it, and it's a lot of it's yeah. on him too. So it's and I'm sure he knows that. Yeah. Um, Trent Frederick and Jake DeBrusque are another two guys that I'm like. Welcome back, boys. Like, well, not even say welcome back to Fred. Rob's got a thought, says the banner. Rob, <laughs> it's such a rarity. We need to celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is thinking, everyone. Hold on. Hold on. Trent uh, Frederick. I mean, we've yeah. talked about him uh, maybe last episode, maybe the episode before. There's nothing more fun than when Freddie gets rolling. Freddie, offensive Freddie is. Fucking love Freddie. It's the best. 11, six goals, five assists. And a plus twelve in his last fourteen games, mm-hmm. he seems to be the shoe in for seventh player award right now. Um, I would think 
bar that would be the case barring again a huge turnaround for Pacha right now because if, if he has a killer second half of the season I think it could very well go to him but given how much Frederick has elevated his game this year I, I feel comfortable saying that he's going to win the seventh player award although Parker Watherspoon I mean who the fucking what before we get to Spoon yeah <laughs> Let me let me pose this. Yes. Trent Frederick has one more year next year, $2.3 million. And then is a UFA, right? Jake DeBrusque, who you might have heard of. You might have heard this. Uh, he's a free agent after this year. Same contract. Make up imaginary numbers in your head. Same contract. You can only keep one. Who are you taking, Freddie? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Oh God, this, this is, gonna is going to be going very well. Who are you taking, Freddie versus Jason? Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> Come on! Neither now. <laughs> alien i want alien Ooh. uh i don't know a lot oh, there's talk now about like people like thinking what they're going to get on the market or uh, jay could probably get up to seven uh, that seems to be like his estimate mm -hmm. i would love to lock him down for like a six by six uh mm -hmm. i think jake is a guy who would take a mild discount to stick around in boston i hope uh, even with his ups and downs, I, I would still very much like to see Boston lock down Jake DeBrusque long term. Um, I think he's very impactful on this team. Both I, I bring up him and Frederick in the same breath because they both seem to be guys that when they're doing well, the whole team's doing really well. And right. you could reverse that and say, well, it's if the team's doing well, they are probably also doing well. But I think it's I think they do drive this this team quite a bit. Uh, right. <clears throat> I think also, just to go back to something I said a minute ago, stupid thing I said when I said the, the same contract. They obviously do not deserve the same contract. I'm saying if you can only keep one of them around. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Uh, if I did have to pick, it would be Jake. I mean, and I love Freddie, yeah. but uh, Freddie might be more consistent, but I think Jake's upside is significantly higher. Especially now that his defensive game is getting incredibly polished. I love, listen, I love the idea of Jake excelling. We all do. Of course. Is that something I'm willing to bet a significant portion of this team's salary towards? Which is I what I think it would have to be. I don't think 6-6 six, six gets it done. You think he wants more? I do think he wants more. And I think he's willing to test the market. And I think that there might be a team willing to give him that, especially if, you know, there's there's a few there's a few wingers out there who are going around uh this this uh free agency. I don't know if you've heard. Uh and when those guys go, those top guys go, I think that the demand for those second tier guys, which is what Jake is, goes up. And uh I I think if they haven't gotten something done, I don't think that they're really in the running to keep him. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, I will say, I don't think that any kind of, <clears throat> any kind of 
return for a Jake trade is necessarily worth it either. And I know that you don't want to just keep guys around and let them walk and get nothing for them. If you ask me, I think this is a case where you do that. I think his ceiling is high enough in the short term and he excels with this team in spurts where it's worth it to take the gamble and hope that he goes off in the playoffs and then give him an offer that you, uh, you know, you feel is fair. And if he doesn't take it, he doesn't take it. And I think that that's more than you can ask for. I think that's just fine, you know, because I think that there's a real opportunity to overpay Jake DeBrusque. Picture it. I want you to pick, close your fucking eyes. And I want you to think the year is 2028. Jake DeBrusque, his, his hockey reference is in front of you right now. Are these past three or four years his best on that sheet? Pat, like as in the next few years like, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah. are his yeah. best years ahead of him? Absolutely, yeah. I very much think they are. Really? That's I think tough. he's a 60 okay. point player. I do. Like, I, I think he very much has that in him. I think he has it in him, but can we get it out of him? Can anybody get it out of him? It's consistency. When he's going, he's going, and it's great, and it's fun. It's awesome. I love Jake. But the money that a guy like him demands, like the thing is you would have wanted to get it this past couple of years. That's where you really would have wanted it. Get one of those seasons, and then you can say, okay, he can do it over the course of a full season. Would you be cool with him having a shitty second half of the season if it meant we got him at a discount? Or would you rather just get no, full, because it full just value shows from that- him right now? I would just get rather get full value from him now and win a cup. Like, because now is go time. And it's like, I don't need him at a discount going forward. He is. So if he's inconsistent this year and sucks in the second half, then you get a guy for a discount who's regularly inconsistent. It's just further proving the point that like, yeah, this guy just, he's up and down. And as Fair. the season wears on, he's not going to be there. Yeah, good point. And that's what you need. You need him to be ready to go come the playoffs. I would I would love to see it once this year and they offer him 66 is fine. But I'm I don't very know if happy he takes with 66 for Jake. I don't think he takes it, but I If we give it's this is Bruins cap space on Twitter saying that if we give Jake a 66 and Swayman a 66, we still have over 14 million in cap space. Wow. And that's like assuming Grizz is still around next year, and that's like three plus million dollars. I don't uh, know if Grizz needs to be around next year. I actively am rooting for him to not be around next year at this point, which yeah, sucks because I've been a big Grizz guy, and I know you've been a big Grizz guy in the past, but I, he's the sore thumb right now. Um, he he just doesn't. The best way I can put it is whenever something, a mistake is made on the ice and then I scan to see it was more often than not, it feels like it's Grizzly who made the mistake more often than not in, in front of or around the net as well. Um, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't have a diagnosis. It just seems to be that I'm noticing him in the worst ways possible a lot lately. And especially when we got a guy like Parker Weatherspoon showing up, and playing incredibly well spoon on the screen. Uh, he's just looking more and more obsolete, redundant, whatever, uh, yeah. by the game. So if we can shed three mil and get a liability away, 
then yeah, which again sucks because he's been important for this team for a while. Grizzly McAvoy's was statistically like one of the best pairings in the league. So it sucks. And I don't like feeling this way about it. Um, mm-hmm. But he, if there's like a rotating hot seat, like at any given time, there's one player in the hot seat. It's absolutely him right now. And if not yeah. him, it's Potter. And I don't think Potter is nearing what Grizzly is at right now. No, no. I think there's a difference between not, not excelling and being bad, which and is being what... 19 also. Yeah, and I I just think I think Grizzly is just contributing to some pretty poor play. And you also you have a pipeline coming up, you know, like you said, Watherspoon there. Um Lorai should be ready in the next year. Um I want to see him at playoff time. This year? Lorai? Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh let me rephrase that. Uh if we need someone not actively on the D roster, he's absolutely the one I want. I would rather him over Grizzly at this point, if I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So if Grizz is making the playoffs, They're, I would rather have Laura in. I mean, I know their advanced stats are eerily similar in terms of the defensive zone. Uh, yeah, the difference but like, is that Laura is can, going up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. In the long term, yes. I mean, one of those guys is like a much easier pick than the other one. But this year in the playoffs, uh, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's... That's a little tough. I don't know. And I also, I just want to fucking stay at home defenseman in the playoffs. I just want Parker Watherspoon. I just want a guy who's down there clearing out bodies, moving the puck up the boards. Like that's, it's crazy how rare of a find that is in today's NHL. When I watch him play, I'm like, oh, one of these guys just a stay at home defenseman. Yeah. Who likes to clear the puck and nothing sexy. Just do your job. Job done. I don't want to notice you all game long. I want to look at the score sheet and be like, they played 19 minutes. <laughs> yeah, all I don't right. want to see you. I don't want to see you much near the puck at all. I never want to see your goddamn face again. I love Parker Wallerspoon. I never want to see his. I don't know what he looks again. like. That's the best. I don't know what he's his, handsome, his, dude. Out of he's a line, couldn't beard. pick him out. Just couldn't do it. Any other Bruin, not a problem. Couldn't do it on the street. <laughs> couldn't tell you what Parker Wallerspoon looks like. I'm going to text his, his face to you because he's a handsome fella. Or, or you can just probably find it. No, I just you text me his face. I want that. You know what? I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy. Shout out to the, the Burns scouting department. What a find to just pull him out of nowhere. Yeah, big time. And apparently he's played like 300 AHL games too or something ridiculous yeah. like that. So like Sounds diamond good. in the rough. Yeah. Rough. Here he comes. Are you ready for this? I'm so face? fucking ready to see this man's face right now. You got a handsome Parker coming your way. Handsome, handsome boy. Handsome. He's handsome enough. He's handsome enough. Handsome enough. Do you see the video? Um, oh, that's a handsome man. Yeah. He looks like uh, a Hayes brother. He does. He definitely does. He definitely looks like a Hayes brother. Yep. Not what I would have thought he looked like. Um, nope. Doesn't look like his name. Which knock against him. Here the NHL's expanding to Utah. <laughs> and that's the only important hockey news that broke today. <laughs> Everybody focus on it. Okay? Utah. We're all so excited. They were so desperate for a story that they went with Utah. The Utah Mormons. And it wasn't dude. even like we are expanding. It's like the Utah Jazz is like, hey, NHL, we'd like it if you came here. And they're like, 
any other day they're just like they're leaving him on red but today they're like utah 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 don't what happen google today? anything else uh several arrests are incoming i was gonna say did they happen yet they did not uh we are referring to uh the 2018 canadian world junior clad world junior what's the c stand for in wjc why am i blanking on that right now classic championship championship jesus rob god damn it world junior championship oh my god rob um yeah so london ontario put out basically saying that there there's five players they're like hey please come here so we can arrest you um and there are five players who are uh i mean at this time not confirmed to be the five players uh but carter hart dylan dubay uh foot mcleod and i can't remember the fifth one's name um the one who was playing in like a swedish league or something uh got leaves of absences from their team mysteriously at the same time uh and what you text me about the uh dylan dubay in calgary they said it was for personal reasons slash mental health so if it turns out to be about this, that's a pretty shitty look for the Flames, I think. So they did use the mental health thing. I wasn't sure of that earlier. I don't, I don't love that, nor should they. If that's what they did, fuck yourself to hell. That's that's what that's what you should do if you're you know abusing that tag. And now we're going to... Because what you're doing is delegitimizing that uh, that need to to do that, big time. You know, because the next time you see somebody go on, uh, you know, and a leave of absence for mental health, now you're gonna think like, oh, are they actually on a mental health leave, or are they under investigation for sexual assault? Like that, that's so wrong. That's so yeah. wrong to delegitimize that whole system. Um, and. I mean, it's confirmed all five of these guys that are on leave of absences right now were on the team, right? Yes, they were. Okay. Well, I mean, if it quacks like a duck, right? Like, I don't, I yeah, guess that's you're supposed to what wait. It is. Yeah. I guess you're supposed to wait. It's a duck, dude. Hate to tell you, it's a duck. Yeah. Uh, it's actually not. It's three devils, a flyer, and uh, a flame. But uh, <laughs> two devils, two devils. Two there was devils. a third. There was a third devil that also just happened to not be practicing at that time. <laughs> that he like shit. That guy's like, I don't know these guys. I've never met him before in my life. He's like I'm at church right now. Yeah, like yeah. he he got back on the ice to practice like ten minutes after it started. So that everyone's like, okay, no, he's here. He's here. He's here. But, that is uh, crazy. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's god damn it. Kind of hot, huh? That is kind of uh, hot. Now, so this is London. Canada, correct. That I didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. Now here, let me ask you because you're the lawyer here. Yep, it's me. They're just requesting that they come. What if they say no? Yeah, I don't know then how that works. What? I, I Do they yeah. Call I, the president. The guy in the Swedish league again. I keep saying Swedish. I believe it's the Swedish league. Some European league. His team was like he's been. Uh, He's like on a leave of absence to return to Canada. They like added on that, like, and he's going to Canada. We're like oh. Edmonton, Calgary, New Jersey. They're like, they're just not right. They're not here right now. That's as much as we can say. Well, um, it sounds like the NHL to just avoid yeah, any kind to, of. Yeah. Utah, Utah, Utah. 
Which, if we can even just talk about that real quick. Yeah, let's cover like, it up with... <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's play right into their hands and discuss it. Um, how many teams do we need? Because it's not a team moving, um, it's a team expanding. I think they should have a hundred. Can you imagine? No, because that would be fucking stupid. Be exhausting. I saw a, uh, a an economist break down how anything over thirty five teams in any league wouldn't make sense. I even like thirty four feels so excessive because you probably yeah. want to keep it even, ideally, right? right. Uh, and you like, have to go to thirty four. Thirty four is ridiculous, but th- that's too much. Why would the NHL need more teams than anyone else? And why are we going to Utah? You, and why would we need to be in Utah? Like I know Atlanta keeps coming up, but it's like, look, we you, you had your go, all right. Atlanta is not going to work. Houston could work. Quebec is just waiting to work. Arizona doesn't work. I don't know if Anaheim works. I don't know if San Jose works. I would assume they don't. Like you have so many options to go and do things with teams that are around. The last thing you need to do is expand. It'd be so, so funny if we just I, there's just never another Canadian team though. We just keep only expanding to the USA. Why not? I think I think that'd be pretty funny. Put it Seattle's in- close enough. Seattle's close enough where they could they got some Canadian fans, I'm sure. You know it'd be funny, yeah, is if they they brought back the Quebec Nordiques, but they put them in like <laughs> they put them in like St. John's, Maine. The Quebec like Nordiques of Anaheim. Yeah, they're like they're like, yeah, it's technically Quebec, but uh that's the name of the team, but you gotta come over the border to play. That's funny. That is pretty funny, Joe. I couldn't think of a city in uh, Canada that's any closer to the border. I guess Toronto, but they already have a team, I think. They could use two. Uh, they no, could they use, Honestly, if there was a city that needed two, it would yeah. be Toronto. That, that, as Expand I said, into the east side of Toronto. It would be Salt Lake City, right? That's like where the team would go. Is there anywhere else in Utah? I don't believe there is. I think it's just that city and then just miles of nothing. Dude, that's the thing is uh, I listened to a podcast. My favorite podcast of all time takes place somewhat in Utah. And um, they talk about like the expansive um, like desert. And I was like, the desert in Utah? You think of like skiing and you think of Salt Lake. And they're like, like, yeah, they're like, they're talking about desert and mines and like abandoned mine towns. Like that's what's there. It's like caverns and canyons and sand and not sand. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Like just dirt. <laughs> what is sand? The, the fancy dirt. Desert. What is? Yeah, that's a good point. At what point does a rock become small enough to be considered sand? It's like how important do you have to be to get assassinated, not murdered? Mm. Although I think that's more about motivation. I think it's also about your job title. Like so, like, what, what's like the mayor, least important job that if you get killed, you got assassinated? Um, like, like if I'm like the manager city, of a Dunkin' Donuts, clerk? but like no, like a really, but like a, like a really busy Dunkin' Donuts, like no, by the Commons or no, okay, no. I think if you're like I don't know a town, what is that called? T- clerk, town clerk? Can the town clerk be assassinated? A comptroller, I don't know. That's true. Comptroller, comptroller, and you would. Can I assassinate a comptroller? 
And not it. even like morally, but like, is that possible, like <laughs> logistically or semantically? Yeah. Huh. That's a good point. If we have any controllers listening, please let us know that if someone were to kill you, would it be labeled in an assassination? I remember Dane Cook had a joke about, uh, if I ever decide to kill myself, I'm going to put in my letter, I've chosen to assassinate myself. And I think about that every time I hear the word assassinate. I think of Dane Cook. I try not to think about Dane Cook as often as possible. I think about him every day. That's too many days. Oh, yeah. You should talk to somebody about that. I do. But not Dane Cook. That'll make I it worse. D- well, then I don't. <laughs> oh, d- Utah Dane. would be such a terrible place. Dude, think about... <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, you got to think about the players wanting to play places, right? So, like, Toronto has this issue where nobody wants to fucking play there, right? One, because well, that's of the Canadians. media's fault. Yeah, it's the, the harsh media, right? You're super under the spotlight there's a ton of pressure because they haven't won in so long right uh on top of that you live in canada uh you pay canadian taxes and then you pay toronto taxes if you live in the city right so nobody wants to fucking play there vegas was kind of the opposite where they were getting guys and people were signing extent because they live in vegas there's no state income tax in nevada and you get to live in Las Vegas. I think Texas is similar too. Texas has Florida. No, um, Florida has very lenient tax income taxes. Yeah, and so you got to think about Utah. I mean, I don't know what their state taxes are, but I'll tell you this: a lot of that state is dry. Hockey players are not going to love that. No, a lot of it is very religious, very secular. Is that secular? Is that the word? What are you going for? I don't know. I just it's a secular word is like I, a-religious. Like you're not religious. Oh, it's a religious. Oh, I thought no. Well, then it's then it's very religious. It's a secular. I, th- I thought I secular would... meaning like, I, I meant like it's all one religion. It's like it's where all the Mormons are. Homogenous. It's not a... yeah. uh, secular denoting attitudes, activities, or other things that have no religious or spiritual basis. Oh, never mind then. So the opposite. It's very very religious. I don't. Th- and like we just talked about, it's a bunch of abandoned mine towns. Apparently, if you believe this one podcast that I heard a couple of years ago, I uh, do. I choose to. Me too. And I don't think that anyone's going to want to play there. No, I don't either. Um, do the people care about hockey there? I don't think they know about hockey there. I don't yeah, know. If they I, know. Like I, I don't even. I, I I'm so tired of us having not even you and I, but just there being an expansion discussion so often. I would love for there to be like ten straight years. Where it's just never brought up. I mean, there was. Well, right I want Vegas. that now. <laughs> yeah. For Vegas, nobody was really talking about it. And then they brought up expansion team. And the high they got off of Vegas was so good. They've been yeah, chasing they it the since. Cup. Dude, I don't know if the Kraken need to exist. Can I say that? Uh, you can. I, you I don't know it. if I need them. I remember watching the name announcement and being like... Is this too much too soon? Do I feel anything here? I always felt I that don't. 30 teams was like a perfect number. Like yes. perfect. But yes. 32, every time I hear it, I'm like, that's it's it's too, too many. But who do you get rid of? Too, too There's many. like not that many fan bases, cough, cough, Arizona Coyotes, that don't have a big enough following or legitimate claim to be in the NHL where if they were to leave, you would be like, oh, man. Why? Dallas. I don't they love hockey in Dallas? No. 
No, well then fuck them. It's Texas. Remember they have two hockey teams. The, remember when they were in the, the cup final? I sent you that picture. My cousin lived in Texas. He sent me a picture. They were $17 for the lower bowl in the cup final. It's embarrassing. Or was the I think it was the Western Conference final. I mean, all the same. Still, like even round matter. one. Seventeen dollars like, won't even get you like a sausage outside of TD Garden. Like he was like a big hockey fan, still is. And I said to my cousin, I was like, Are you going? He's like, Nah, I'm not driving all the way over can't, there. Can't no afford it. There. <laughs> yeah, they get paid by the dime over there. But he was like, he's like, nah, it's just a whole thing. You have to drive all the way over there. And I'm, you know, nobody's gonna be like, there. It's probably not gonna be fun. Get Dallas out of there. Get Carolina out of there. Fuck Carolina. You guys can go back. You're saying to that because we're playing tonight. We hate Carolina. I hate Carolina. And they I also really just hate don't Carolina. A team. They don't need a team. I hate Carolina so much. Does Nashville. I hate the fans. I hate the fans. When Nashville sucks, do people care about Nashville? Does Nashville still have fans when they stink? I... Or is it only. Are they just fair weather fans down there? I'm just getting mad at everyone tonight. <laughs> Toronto, who even likes the Leafs? <laughs> did, is there did you a see, single Leafs fan? You see the video? This is unrelated. Uh, did you see the video I sent you of Bruce Cassidy teeing off on the team after they lost? They got like waxed by the Devils. And oh, he was and like, he said, like basically played league. a beer league game out there, you know, thought yeah. it looked like it was preseason. And like it wasn't anything too bad, but at the same time, I'm like, there he is. There's Butch. Mm-hmm. That's the man. That's there the man that is. drove that drove three players into potential retirements. <laughs> Love them. Yeah. Also, I, uh, you, I, what? You go ahead. No. Did you see Pittsburgh scoring on themselves? I saw Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin scoring on themselves. I love that. It's like, important Malkin's to remember body. who did. Who did? Oh no! Yeah, I love yeah. that. Malkin's body language seemed to be that he was mad about the pass. He might have just been when mad at he him. He could have fielded it. Yeah, it was a dumb it's pass. It's a jury of Danny Malkin. You can handle a, a pass. Like, you should be able to not let that go into your own net. Like, maybe also don't pass it back towards your own net when it's empty, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you should be able to handle that pass. That's just the Penguins in the nutshell, I'm pretty sure. It would have been the only the... way that could have been funnier is if it were Eric Carlson who let that go in the net. That's the only way that would have been funnier. Malkin, Malkin, I think is funnier because Malkin's a fucking idiot. Did you see that the uh, the Coyotes tweeted like they're the first team in NHL history to score a power play goal with zero power play shots? I did see that. Yeah, they're going to raise money. Well, I'm going to make sure it's temporary banner because it's going to have to move. So, what want? Apparently, there's like more. There's like more drama with like they like were supposed to have a better idea of where they're going next and they still don't. It's embarrassing. Figure it is. I, if you, I no other you, sport has this problem. Dude. Have you ever heard Razor talking about it? No. Deeply, he, he it's it pisses him off. I'm pretty sure. Really, he thinks it's such a bad look for the league. He, I oh, think it is. He, it's embarrassing. That's exactly the word he keeps using. He's like, it's just, it's such a bad look. Like, it's not an NHL arena. It's just not. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. <laughs> we all think it's funny, but the mullet is, is it's lost its charm. It did. It kind of did a little bit. The first season was like, oh, this is exciting. And then it's like, oh, you guys are still there. That's oh, sad. Oh, okay. So do you just not like Quebec? Uh, I don't... <laughs> 
Um, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel, is he going to sign somewhere? I hope so. It's just funnier. Not even funnier. I I just prefer to see Phil Kessel playing hockey. I don't even know if he wants to play, though. Um, He's like a new dad, I'm pretty sure. And I think he's... Oh, he wants to play. Does he? Okay. Well, probably. told me. You talk to Phil without me? Yeah. The fuck? Dude, I'll fucking take Phil. Corey Perry to Edmonton, too. Edmonton's on a 14-game winning streak. Rob's got a thought. Uh, Another thing. So they're on a 14-game win streak, but previously, the Edmonton Oilers' franchise record for consecutive wins was nine games. This is the same Edmonton Oilers that had Wayne Gretzky for quite a while. Who had like 200 points every year. How the fuck did you not win more than nine games in a row? You won the Stanley Cup in 18 games, and you can't win 10 in a row? You know, um, I don't know. I think the Bruins record is only like 13. Wasn't that like not that long ago? It was like 2013? Last year. Was it last year? I'm sure it was last year. Were they good last year? They were pretty good last year. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. The Bruins uh, have players named Reed Dick and Brandon Bussey. I'm just going through our messages now. And Kuntar. (laughs) Bussey, Dick, and Kuntar is awesome. (laughs) I I need all of I need all those jerseys. Yeah, I want to stand in a row. We just need a third friend. I, I, I don't think I can handle a second friend. Yeah. I'm all good with the one. Um, and what are you going to do? Do you have any other thoughts? Opinions? Uh, just It's really fucking awesome when the Bruins win a lot. It's so fun for me. Rob's got a thought. Rob's got an opinion. Uh, <laughs> I don't. You need to put that for your own name. For the listeners at home, the ticker below it says Rob's got an opinion. Because we have to comment whenever Rob generates a thought. We have to celebrate these moments. You have to celebrate when I can rub two sticks together and produce a spark. The two sticks being my two remaining brain cells. The spark being, play Pottermore. You're typing more. (laughs) This is swiftly turning into a visual show. Rob's still talking. Excellent. This is going to make for a fantastic <laughs> radio. Uh, I hope everyone who's driving right now is just checking to make sure that they didn't pause the podcast. I'm having fun. That's what matters I most, you all, I think. I hope you all have a great day. I hope that the Bruins beat the Canes by the time you hear this. I hope they won 7-1. Fuck the Hurricanes. They won 8-1. I hope they won nine to one. It's getting intimate. <laughs> oh Jesus! Mm. You like that? All right, let's. All right, <laughs> all right. That's enough. Birthday cake Enjoy. Oreos. They fucking try, try them out. Oh, oh, oh! You asked a woman to marry you. I did. Because my girlfriend said that. no. I just asked the next one I saw. Had you met her before? My girlfriend? Yeah. 
We met yeah. a couple times. Okay. This wasn't just like a random woman. But you it was nice. You. Uh, uh, so we, we went to Del Frisco's in Seaport for dinner afterwards, which uh, if you are looking to spend almost an entire paycheck on the dinner, you might as well do it there because it was really fucking good. At, when we sat there, this was the night before the Bruins play the Habs. I walked by a table and I said to Sarah, my girlfriend, my fiance, I was like, I think that table is the Rob's got a fiance on the ticker. I said to her, I said, I think that table is the Montreal Canadiens. And I kept staring at them. And I kept staring. And after several minutes, I came to the conclusion it was just a bunch of white dudes in suits. Yep. But right. to be fair, that's, you know, that's but not that's most that is a people. way you can describe the Montreal Canadiens. So not wrong. Also, it's right next to uh, uh, I don't know if I've ever told the story in the air, but I, I used to wait tables in Seaport at a legal harbor side. And I did wait on Anders Bjork, but I gave up one of my shifts for one lunch on a weekend. And when I came into work the next day, the person who picked up my shift, I, I asked her how it went. She was like, well, it was slow. I only had one table. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. She's like, yeah, but it was the Carolina Hurricanes. And this was when we were playing them in the playoffs in 2019. Uh, uh, and yeah. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I would have been 2019 mentioned. I would have been all over the jokes talking about them. Mm-hmm. Just I, I wouldn't have been able to help myself. I would have ID'd every single one of them. I would have slowed everything down like crazy. I would have given them bad. Done seafood. It all for no tip. <laughs> all for no tip. Yeah. Yeah. We, I know they're strapped for cash. But no, I did not dine next to the Montreal Canadiens. It was people in suits. Very close. Very close. Congratulations on uh, uh, the, the, the engagement. Thank you. Um, congratulations to, uh, to all of us. <laughs> well, I don't know how I was going to make that transition. I asked you, <laughs> I, like, I so asked confused. you how engagement went, and you said <laughs> you just talked about you being a waiter and you maybe seeing the Canadians, but you didn't. Well, that was more important. The engagement was good, though. The engagement was nice. Why'd you and do it I, outside in January on the harbor? Uh, the romantic answer is I couldn't wait any longer. That's beautiful. The real That's answer cute. is I'm not always smart. There you go. I have moments. This was not one of them. It was so cold, dude. It was so cold. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It was fucking freezing. And the bad news when I told her, I told I lied about where the restaurant was because she knew we were going to dinner. She knew though, she fucking knew for weeks, dude, that I was gonna do that. So all of my secrecy was for in vain. Why did you did you had you well, why did she know? Well, we talked about it. It wasn't like this was the first time I ever asked her about it, but uh mm-hmm. Between the dinner reservation and she saw that I got uh, something delivered in the mail that she found suspicious. And I was like, oh, it's a Valentine's Day present. Don't look at it. Um, And she knew that her parents were coming up the day after. And I was like, oh, my parents are going to come up, too. They haven't seen your parents in a while. So there was just like a lot of little things that she put together. She's a super sleuth. Mm -hmm. She's too smart for me. Uh, So, yeah, she was very clever about it. But... I don't remember what I was saying before this, but it was it was all very good, and we're very excited. Cold but cold outside. Uh, I'm, very I'm cold, very, very cold outside. Thank you, man. Um, we've we received so many questions about when is the wedding, how many people, what will you be serving, will there be a DJ, can I come? 
No, no, the you may not. Is no to all of it. No, <laughs> will there be food? No, <laughs> eat, eat beforehand. <laughs> we will have Slim Jims and White Monster, and that is it. Oh, honestly, as I, I said that, I'm like, I know people who would actually be pretty stoked about that. That layout that actually be funny is like, you know, how like they'll have like a groom's drink and a bride's drink. <laughs> yeah. If you guys had like a like a groom snack table and a bride snack table, that's actually a really good idea. And I'm I think pro- so I'm, too. I'm gonna propose to Sarah all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had all sorts of good ideas for a fun wedding. Um <laughs> <laughs> I told you I wasn't ready yet. I'm really happy for you, dude. Thanks, man. Um, I'm gonna not rub it in your face, I promise. No, dude. I might. Um, all right. Have a great evening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back more frequently. Maybe. Probably. Probably. We've missed right. you. We've all I, missed you. I've missed you. All right. G bless everybody. Keep it up. Live long. Live strong. And, and as most of all, bear with me, Utah. <laughs>